0: Welcome to the Diabetes Goddess Podcast, and I'm your host, Barb Wagstaff. This podcast focuses on the fact that you're more than your carb to insulin ratio or your time and range. Your diabetes may vary. And while I've played a doctor in real life for many years, I am not a medical professional, and any opinions expressed on this podcast do not replace medical advice. Please remember to always consult your diabetes team before making any changes to your care. Today's episode is brought to you by Diabetes Advocacy. Diabetes Advocacy offers programs, services, and articles to help people with diabetes understand more about their disease, the treatment options available to them, how to make sense out of their visits with their diabetes team, and how to deal with those days that just don't make sense. Visit www.diabetesadvocacy.com to learn more. Today I was going through some old blog posts and I came across something And it really resonated with me. And I thought it was just so important that it warranted taking some time with you today and really sharing. So today, I want to talk about the fact, the idea. What if people with diabetes weren't subjected to blame and criticism? When you're diagnosed with cancer, you're usually met with sympathy and compassion. When you get diagnosed with heart disease, people are concerned and worried about you. But when you find out that someone has diabetes, the first reaction tends to be blame. What did that person do to cause their diabetes? What could they have done to do this to their body? And if they're a child, well, what in the world did their parents do to them? that caused them to have diabetes. Can you imagine that? But when you're diagnosed with something like cancer or a heart condition, say you're a woman who goes into her doctor's office and you've been told that you have breast cancer. What does the doctor do after breaking this news to her? Well, hopefully the doctor most likely offers some support And some treatment options. And when she goes back and she tells her friends and her family. They offer her assistance. And sympathy. And hope. When a man walks into his doctor's office. And he's told that he has congestive heart failure. Again, the doctors tell them about his treatment options. Maybe gives him a bit of hope. And his family offers some support some understanding. But now think about each one of those people when their diagnosis is diabetes. A family walks into a doctor's office and their son hasn't been himself lately. He's lethargic. He's drinking everything in the house and consequently he's having accidents. He just can't seem to hold his water and they know that something is definitely off. The doctor then tells them that their son has type 1 diabetes. And maybe she asks if there's a family history. She gives them a brief rundown of what diabetes is. And the doctor prescribes a prescription for insulin, syringes, blood glucose test strips. There's no treatment options discussed. They don't learn about insulin pumps or fast acting, long acting. None of that is discussed at this point. The doctor just tells the family that they have to go to a place called diabetes education, and that they need to get a bit more training. Now that same family is left stunned as they walk out the door. They're reeling. They don't have a clue about what they've been told. Most likely this family knew nothing about diabetes before this day started. Maybe they blame themselves. They've listened to society that says that diabetes comes from eating too much sugar, but their child rarely had any sugar. So how could this be? What else could they have done wrong? The family's going to head to this center and they're going to be told that they have to inject their child with a syringe multiple times per day. They're going to have to poke him and he's just going to have to grin and bear it. He's, it's not going to matter. It doesn't matter how much pain the child says he's in. You have to inflict that pain upon that child. And the doctor and the nurse, they'll tell you that if that son gets too much insulin, it's an emergency, and he could die. But right now, that child has too much sugar in his body, and he needs more insulin, or he could go into a coma and die. And the doctor will probably ask them if there's a a family history of diabetes. But guess what? That's going to make them wonder again, did they cause this? Did they do something wrong? Did they, are they the ones to blame for their child's diabetes? Did they pass on some faulty genes? So they're going to go to a diabetes education center and they're going to learn all they need to know about diabetes in a matter of hours. They're going to be thrown terms like carbohydrates and insulin and exercise And it's all just going to float meaninglessly in their heads. And they're going to be overwhelmed and exhausted. And as the news of their child's diagnosis reaches family and friends, well-meaning friends will reach out and contact the family. Sadly, they'll probably tell them about their great-great-uncle that had diabetes, the bad kind, and he died. And a neighborhood child might ask, if the son's diabetes is contagious because he doesn't want to catch it and have to have needles too. There's a big difference, isn't there? When a person is diagnosed with diabetes, and this whole scene, it's exactly the same. If if you're an adult, we can go through it again. If you're an adult who finds out that they have diabetes, again, the doctor's just going to simply say, You have diabetes. Here's your insulin. Here's your syringe. Now, if you're lucky, because as an adult, maybe you ended up, you have type 2 diabetes. And maybe they're going to give you some pills. But they're probably not going to tell you what to expect. And maybe they'll ask you to check your blood sugar levels. You probably don't really know what your blood sugar levels are supposed to be like. Or when they're supposed to be at what level. And if you're really lucky and you live in an area where you have access to a good diabetes team, perhaps you'll be referred on to a dietitian and to a nurse who will help you and guide you. But if you're an adult, in many places, that's kind of questionable. You're going to be left to go home, maybe read a few pamphlets, and find out everything that you can from Dr. Google. And that can be a dangerous place to be, unless of course you find some place like diabetes advocacy or some of the other great websites out there that do have good reliable and accurate information but still you have to apply it to yourself and you're all alone and there's no one to help you no one to bounce those ideas off of and your friends and your family when they hear you have diabetes they're going to tell you about that great uncle who died they're going to tell you about grandma who had her foot cut off They're going to tell you about their cat and how they totally get what it's like to have to put a needle in their bodies because they have to inject their cat. There's a bit of a difference, isn't there? In each of these incidences, whether it's cancer, whether it's a heart issue, whether it's diabetes, type 1 or type 2, that diagnosis is earth-shattering. The people involved in every one of those scenarios, their lives are changed forever. But in the first two cases, they're met with compassion and care. They're not the butt of jokes. When you're diagnosed with something other than diabetes, the individual doesn't seem to have to educate or correct misconceptions from family and friends. Now, granted, nowadays there definitely are some diseases that require a little bit more education and people don't get it, but there's usually a a general enough, you know, it's a type of cancer or a type of this disease or that disease that allows people to go, oh, oh yes, I, I kind of understand and still offer that compassion. And imagine if people with diabetes had that same compassion or were given that same compassion from their doctors, from their friends, and their family. Imagine back to that that family whose son is diagnosed with type 1 diabetes. Imagine that this doctor tells him that their son has diabetes and that it's a serious life-threatening disease. But working together, they're gonna make sure that he has a long and healthy life. She tells them about the amazing treatment options and offers them numerous online resources. She tells them about an insulin pump. She tells them about closed loops and continuous glucose monitors. It's overwhelming, but it also gives them hope and gives them options. Imagine that that diabetes team comes in right away and brings them another family who also has a child with diabetes. And this family will act as a mentor for them. The parents will be able to share their fears and experiences. The siblings will be able to share their worries and concerns. And the children with diabetes will be able to support one another. They'll be able to guide each other and be a support. And these families will know that they're not alone and that they can make it through. Imagine that this is an adult and again they're actually given treatment options. If they're living with type 2, they're told exactly what their pills are going to do or maybe how they could work with their diet to maybe eventually not need their pills and to be able to just manage with diet and exercise. And they'll have a good grasp. They'll be put into the hands of a diabetes team who's available to them. Now, there's I don't want people to instantly reach out to me and say, well, I have a great diabetes team or I'm a nurse or an educator and I do this for my clients. That is so wonderful and that is the way it should be and I'm so glad that you do. Unfortunately, there are so many adults, especially, who simply go to their family doctor. They get a diagnosis, they get a diagnosis of diabetes and then they're just sent home as if the they're supposed to understand what that means. Their emotional needs, the financial needs, they don't necessarily know how they're going to be able to afford their test strips, their insulin, their pills. A lot of that is left lacking. And my point is, is that if they were dealing with a different diagnosis, there may not be quite that same gap, quite that same lack of compassion. So what if a family going home with insulin didn't go home to fear or judgment? Instead, this family walked home to find their neighbors preparing meals with carb counts so that mom and dad could focus on their family. They would find grandparents who've arrived to support them and learn about their diabetes care so that that your son can still go and spend summer vacations and and have sleepovers. What if that adult went home and found neighbors who said, "Hey, I live with type two too, and this is how I'm able to get to move forward. This is what helps me. Your diabetes is different, but perhaps we can go for walks together or be accountability partners for each other to help us." stay in range and kind of navigate the highs and lows that are life with diabetes. What if a person with diabetes when they were first diagnosed was met with just compassion and care? As I said, it does happen. There are some incredible diabetes teams out there and there are some amazing people who understand and don't judge. There are doctors, and nurses, and so many people who are there to help the newly diagnosed. But wouldn't it be wonderful if that was the rule and not the exception? Can you imagine a world where there were no more jokes about diabetes? There were no more comments about Great Aunt Sarah dying from the bad kind of diabetes, What if parents no longer threaten their children with, if you eat one more of those candies, you're going to get diabetes. Okay, seriously, I have to stop because that sends me right over the edge. That's probably one of my biggest pet peeves is when I see parents do something like that. It's so wrong on so many levels. I'm sorry to go off on a tangent, but hey, this is my episode. So I hope you're listening and I hope that you feel the same way because really, what are those parents thinking? If you eat one more of those candies, you're going to get diabetes. Well, we know that that's not going to cause diabetes. And what is that saying to that child who's going to go back to school and is going to see his friend who has diabetes, and this is all your fault, you ate one too many candies? You see where I'm going with this? Drives me out of my mind. Please, please, please. Of all these things... If parents no longer threaten their children with diabetes, that would be one of my greatest blessings, greatest achievements, greatest, I don't know. It would just be great. Let's just put it that way. I don't like the diabetes jokes, but threatening their children with diabetes just totally sends me over the edge. So just imagine what it would be like if instead people diagnosed with diabetes were met with compassion in its purest form. It would allow families and individuals to deal with this whole new way of life with love and support. This is a long-term issue. Like their diabetes is not going to magically disappear, even if they have type 2, and even if they're able to get off their pills and manage with diet and exercise, they are managing with diet and exercise for the rest of their life. For the rest of their life, or until there's a cure. After 21 years, I haven't seen the cure yet. I've seen some great advances, but we don't have a cure. So these people have to carry this burden of diabetes their entire life. So as a diabetes community, we must continue to educate the public. Educators and doctors have to continue to offer compassion and support. It's so important that all of us who live with diabetes constantly remain available Constantly understanding those who are just learning. And together, we work to create more compassionate resources for those with diabetes until there is a cure. We work together. We reach out. We offer help. To me, that's the most important thing. To offer help. To offer support. And I was just talking to a, a mother today who was so tired. She has all sorts of things going on in life and then her daughter's blood sugar levels are all over the place and she just doesn't feel like she ever gets a minute break and she just wants it to stop. She wants to go back to her normal life. And guess what? This is her normal life. So I reminded her to simply breathe, to take a moment, to savor those blood sugar readings that are in range. Maybe there's only one for the day. Whatever it happens, enjoy that period of time. Take a breath. And then get ready to handle the rest. Because diabetes is going nowhere. We just have to learn how to live with it. And to be compassionate with ourselves as we go forward. Thanks so much for joining me today. I hope that this episode has been helpful to you, that you enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed sharing it with you. If you did like today's episode, please go over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review or share it with a friend or someone who might need to hear this information as well. As always, please remember that your diabetes may vary, so be kind to yourself. And until next time, wishing you all great blood sugar levels.